0: This is the remix. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> That's looped out to right field. You change the subject real quick on that loop out to right field. I'm just describing the action. I'm
0: pretty sure we don't have a seven, seven second delay, so. Ooh. Doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes, I will beat your ass.
2: I would actually be very disappointed if he did. He'd probably be taking a sack. Um, if he was watching them, because it'll be simultaneous uh, <laughs> um, plays. I had to get,
1: I had to watch out for the, the horse over there because the horse is on the field. <laughs> That's right, they were yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, they were. I truly love him. Yes, love. Him.
2: But I want to f- him up between the lines. I'm gonna tell you straight up. I don't see any benefit to it. I definitely don't see any benefit to playing one series. You know, if we're gonna play, we should play and play. Quarter, a couple of series, two or three series. If we're gonna just suit them up for four plays, to me is a waste. I think that's kind of a no-win situation to the outside of the building. I and mean, if somebody gets hurt, oh, I can't believe they played our guys. But if we go out and have a stinker, I can't believe they didn't play them. I think it's just you just gotta do what's best for, for the squad.
0: Just crushed my dreams. Boom, sadness. That's the one. We got breaking news from the Golden Knights. Oh, okay. This is not me intentionally ignoring everything you just said. Robin Leonard is expected to miss the entire 2022-2023 season after it was determined that he will require hip surgery. An exact timeline of his recovery is to be determined. So first off, Uh, good job Golden Knights actually giving injury details and what's happening there. So, all right. Immediate reaction, we'll, we'll we'll get into the whole team side of this, but immediate reaction for me is he had shoulder surgery. Okay, so Robin Leonard was, at the end of the season, asked to have surgery. Mm-hmm. And the Golden Knights said, no, because of the salary cap, we need you to wait a couple of days. And even though you're injured and need surgery, be the backup goalie for a game because of the salary cap because they played they have mishandled the salary cap themselves so much. right they made Robin Leonard wait to get shoulder surgery he's reportedly had that shoulder surgery and that was what he's been out for right like there's they've given no timeline because of the shoulder surgery was he going to miss the start of the season a month was he going to be back for the start we didn't really know but it was like hey shoulder surgery he should be back though at some point we just there wasn't a timeline now this is hip surgery this is a, this is a different injury uh, and gosh. so my my immediate question is is this an injury they knew about at the end of the season when when he wanted to have surgery and they said no did they also know that he had a hip problem or is this new Like, did he, Chris, sail this and, like, fall off a bike? and and, Like, did he have some sort of off-season incident that required hip surgery? That's my first question because we know the Golden Knights misplayed the salary cap, and we know because of that, they made a guy who wanted to have shoulder surgery right away not have it, delay it, and sit on the bench. Did they also know about the hip then? And if so, why are we just now finding out on August 11th that he's having hip surgery, or is there something else that happened? Because if, listen, if if Rob, if Rob, Chris Sale fell off a bike and broke his wrist, you don't blame the Boston Red Sox because Chris Sale fell off a bike and broke his wrist in the middle of the season. If Robin Leonard, if something happened to Robin Leonard in the last couple of weeks and he hurt his hip, it, it happens, right? Like, that's, that's just a thing. You just have to deal with that happening. But if Robin Leonard had a hip injury at the end of the season when they forced him to play, or I should say sit on the bench, and then we're just now getting to August 11th, and he's having hip surgery. My God, did this team mishandle that. Unbelievable mishandling of Robin Leonard's injury situation. It already was by making him be on the bench when he wanted to have shoulder surgery at the end of the season because they didn't know how to handle the cap. If they also knew about the hip surgery then, and we're just now on August 11th finding out that Robin Leonard needs hip surgery and is going to miss the entire season next year because of the hip surgery. (sighs) They absolutely blew that. Now, as far as the team goes, and if you want to look at the golden Knights from a skeptical standpoint, it's probably fair to do so right now. They're going to put them on long-term IR. They're going to free up cap space effectively because of this. Potentially they are depending if they manage the long-term IR properly. I'll be curious to see what exactly they do at the goalie position because they now with Robin Leonard, presumably going on long-term IR, right? They're over the salary cap. He's injured. He's not going to play long-term IR makes sense because of that. The Golden Knights now have a chance. They went from a a year ago having $12 million in goalies, which is a ridiculous amount in Flurry and in Robin Leonard. To now, with Leonard potentially going on long-term IR, you're going to have, what is, uh, Brossois making 2.3 and so Logan like Thompson's 3. making 1? like, one, Yeah, like 800000 I think. So you're talking about only spending $3.1 million on Brossois and Logan Thompson. And honestly, I if you could get rid of 2.3
2: right. of if that. They, <laughs>
0: if there's a way they can trade Logan Thompson, you can conceivably, Brosois. I mean, Brossois, you can conceivably <laughs> have a backup goalie that makes... dollars 800000 Two man. I think he got re signed. Maybe. i would have to go double check that. But conceivably, you can get a backup goalie for cheaper than $2.3 million. So, but even if they just stick with Laurent Bossois, because whatever, that's you're talking about $3.1 million or so spent on that position, which is not very much at all. And now you're talking about actually having, you know, efficient against the cap goaltender position. And, the, the key, though, is how good is Logan Thompson? We know Laurent Brossois is the, that guy can't be, like, you're not counting on that guy to be your number one goalie. Goalie's a weird position, maybe as a breakout year, and all of a sudden in December, we're talking about, well, this guy's good, but most likely you're not getting Laurent a number one goaltending uh, job. Logan Thompson, we got less than 20 games last year. He was very good, very good last year. If that is who Laurent Brossois... is, I keep mixing. Yeah, I don't out. know why they're two very different. No, they both start with L's. If that is who Logan Thompson is, what's French? Yeah, yeah. If that is who Logan Thompson is, the Golden Knights are going to be fine. This injury is not going to be a negative impact. If that's who Logan Thompson is, if Logan Thompson is not that, if that was a small, eighteen-game sample size, and Logan Thompson is much more like an average or worse goalie in the NHL, this is going to crush him. This is absolutely, they're not going to make the playoffs. If Logan Thompson is not an average, if Logan Thompson is not an above average goalie, they're not going to make the playoffs. Is it foolish that my mindset has almost
2: gone completely to, I don't care who the goalie is, score more
0: goals than the, than whoever, if your goalie lets in six, go score seven. Well, no, that's, I mean, yeah, that's what I think. The problem is, is who's their seventh best forward? It's Nick Wah. As soon as they have an injury, Nick Waugh is one of their top six. As soon as they have a second injury, William Carrier or somebody is in the top six. Them outscoring their opponent this year doesn't seem very likely Because even if they're fully healthy, who's in their top six? Mark Stone. He's good at everything but goal scoring. Right? Like that, like Mark Stone, he'll, he'll score 20-something goals. He's not a terrible goal scorer, but he's great at everything else. He's an average goal scorer. Jack Eichel has never—I think he's never he's, hit 40 goals. I think he's hit over 30. He's, a point he's at guard. one or two. Yeah, like Jack Eichel hasn't had the 40, 50 goal season, which they probably need him to have this year. In all reality, Chandler Stevenson scored a lot of goals with Patchetti and uh, Mark Stone, but he's still not a, just an out-and-out goal scorer. That's not a guy who's giving you 35 goals in a season. Smith, Carlson, and Marshall outside of William Carlson's first year in Vegas where he had a massive outlier 43-goal season. He's not a terrific goal scorer. Riley Smith is just like an all-around Swiss Army knife. He's going to score 20-something goals, and he's going to do everything else pretty well, but he's not really going to be a great goal scorer. Marceau, maybe. Marshall is like
2: Depend. Flip a coin.
0: Right. Maybe that one guy night have, he'll score. He'll do a hat trick, yeah. and then it'll be three games before he does anything else. But if your plan is to outscore everybody, they did not build the roster very well to do that. They've got a good roster, but it's just not a roster that's truly going to outscore everybody. That's how I would like to do it, honestly. Defensively, they've got some guys that can score defensively, but they're not going to get massive goal totals from Theodore and Petrangelo and and. White Cloud, Hague, and everybody else—they'll um, get some goal production there. Right. They'll probably overall they'll end up probably being whatever eighth in the league in goals scored by defensemen, which is good. But they're not going to—you're not outscoring a bad goalie because of that. So, again, if you missed it, Robin Leonard, the Golden Knights, just announced out for the season. He's going to this... miss the entire season because of hip surgery. And again, to go back to it. We knew about the shoulder injury. We knew about the shoulder surgery. Right, that's what we knew at the end of the season. We did not know about the hip. If I'm remembering upper body, now it's lower. If I'm remembering correctly, he had a knee injury, and that was the like he had two injuries, and that was the big question too was shoulder and knee because it um it was Senben Ken Bulky from Senben who tweeted out one of the times Leonard was out he was in an elevator. And Robin Leonard was mad about a Frank Saravali tweet about his knee injury, and Robin Leonard was like trying to prove in the elevator that he was healthy, and was like, "I'm perfectly fine. I'm good to go. My knee's no problem." So during the season, if I remember correctly, it was shoulder and knee, and now we're finding out about hip, and he's having hip surgery that will knock him out for the entire season, which means again. The Golden Knights are heavily reliant on Logan Thompson right now to be exactly what he was for that 17 or 18 games to end the regular season. So because of that, so ah uh, man, let's if we try to pretend to be George McPhee at the moment and Kelly McCrimmon, do they trade for another goalie? I hope not, because right now there have they, this is a team that expects to be competing for the Stanley Cup. This is a team that expects to be one of the best in hockey, right? That's the, that's what the owner expects. That's why the front office has made all of the moves they have made. That's why they are over the salary cap at pretty much all times, right? This is a team that expects to win. Can you honestly go into this season? Will they honestly go into this season and say, we expect to win the Stanley cup. Logan Thompson is our number one. I would but I've given you I've always given you guys my take of I would treat goalies like the NFL treats running backs. Right. And I wouldn't I wouldn't spend money on them. I would try to find the guy who's gonna have a breakout year or whatever, who's gonna give me average production, but I'm only paying eight hundred thousand dollars. But the problem is the way they've constructed their team, I'm not sure they're good enough if Logan Thompson is average. I'm not sure they're a legitimate cup contender if they get average goaltending. And that might be it. I mean, listen, Logan Thompson could be a superstar, and he could have a massive season, and they could be the number one team in the West, and that guy's in the Vezina voting because hey, he was a top twenty guy. Man, you know the tw- victory lap I'm taking top if 20, he's a Vezina. top five guy. I mean, you should be taking it already. For anybody that doesn't know, I don't know. What did you work, Silver Knights games? I work. You ran the board for them. Yes, and, and remember, we used to write articles for the website two years ago. Jared was like, "This Logan Thompson guy is amazing." You were, con- and I don't I don't even know if you watched him. You just listened. I did watch him. You did, okay. Because that's also the game that there was a fist
2: fight that broke out that then the camera had to zoom out because there were other <laughs> fist fights going
0: on. But Jared on this show told us, yeah, the Logan Thompson guy is really good. And I, you know, shoot him up, whatever. Yeah, it's the AHL. I don't care about the Logan Thompson guy. And then he finally gets to play in like 18 game sample size. He was really good. You should already be taking your victory lap as a hockey scout. Right. Oh. I mean, all I did was, well, it was also the
2: team. He blocked like 68 out of 70 shots (laughs) in an AHL game. And so I was like, I was more impressed with, man, they didn't get the puck across the center ice. He was just getting pelted.
0: So again, if you missed it, the Golden Knights just announced this morning that Robin Leonard is expected to miss the entire season after uh, requiring hip surgery in the offseason. Uh, That is what we know about Robin Leonard and the Golden Knights goaltending situation. Uh, We're going to take a break. We're going to come back with Bischoff's Briefs.
2: Bischoff's Briefs. I never realized baseball had so much butt
1: touching. Bischoff's Briefs. That's how
2: they communicate.
1: Bischoff's Briefs.
0: Like Braille, but with
1: butts. Bischoff's briefs.
0: Read my butt. Jared is out at the Tuscany on Saturday for the front row card show. Cofield and Company is out at Silver Sevens today, three to five happy hour. I'm still impressed that pint shots and margaritas are two seventy-seven. Should we go get? Should we go get wasted during uh, steering Cofield's show? show?
2: (laughs) Cofield, you suck.
0: I still kind of don't believe it. That's very cheap. Um, if you miss, oh, by the way, we have Rob zombie tickets coming up in a little bit. Uh, if you missed it, nine o'clock, the golden Knights announced that Robin Leonard is having hip surgery and is going to miss the entirety of the 2022 2023 season. Uh, we broke that down a lot at nine o'clock. We'll uh, surely spend a lot more time on that tomorrow as well. Cause that is going to have massive ramifications on the Golden Knights season and hell, you can go as far as to say that's going to have massive ramifications on the front office and like McPhee and McCrimmon, are they going to have their jobs this time next year and will we be able to point back to that injury basically was the final thing to sink. them. It's going to have massive ramifications if you
2: are even a slight Leonard defender and you have to go to a bar during a VGK (laughs) game, not even a Leonard fan, but just like, okay, guys, he's not that
0: bad. Yeah, so... Uh, might be Logan Thompson's team. Uh, we'll I'm getting a jersey. We'll see if the Golden Knights make a move, though, at some point before the season starts. Uh, I do want to spend Bischoff's briefs, though, on a new deal, a new television network, media network that Fox 5 is introducing to basically give UNLV fans more access to UNLV athletics. So Fox 5 is launching the Silver State Sports and Entertainment Network. They will be broadcasting UNLV sporting events, according to the press release, more than 100 of them. So this will be not on Fox five's actual channel five. It'll be on a separate channel uh, on television. This has the potential to be awesome. It it really does because you're making sporting events accessible to view. That's incredibly important, especially when you're not the primary sport in town, right? If you like took the Raiders, for example, No matter where the Raiders game was broadcast, people are going to find it. If you put that on TV, I mean, most of them are on CBS, uh, Fox, ESPN, NBC, right? But even if they played a streaming game, right? If it was on Peacock or Amazon or whatever, people are going to find it because that's important to them. UNLV sports, not as important. And if you make it hard to find, only the dedicated are going to find it. So this channel has the potential to be great for UNLV. So first off, every time you say that, I think of Ed Graney in a hotel in London. <laughs> watching UNLV Utah State on Facebook. So first off, the, the the big one of the big questions is what games are going to be on here? When they say over 100, obviously that's going to include a lot of UNLV sports that are not just football and basketball. I'm guessing the bulk of these games are going to be soccer, volleyball, softball, baseball types of games. That'll make up the majority of the programming, which is going to be great for those programs. And like Listen, people that are UNLV fans, if they know, oh, I can just flip to this channel on my TV and watch UNLV soccer or baseball, the, a lot of UNLV fans will probably I mean, do that on a random Tuesday, random Friday, something like that. Hi, so Jared. I that's, will. That's going to be good for those programs. But, you know, the important sports, the ones that people most care about are football and basketball. The money makers. So if we look at those sports right now, UNLV has two home games that were not picked up by a television partner. That is the home game against North Texas and the home game against Nevada. I'm assuming those two games, this they're going to air on this channel. They're going to end up on the silver sports and entertainment network from Fox five. So that's my guess that those two football games end up here. Those will probably be the only two football games because the rest of them are on CBS sports network or a different television partner. Um, but that's excellent, right? If you can yes. get all of your football games on an actual television channel, that's a, that's a good thing as opposed to trying to find it on Stadium or Facebook or the Mountain West Network. There's also every year a handful of UNLV basketball games that don't get picked up for TV. Mostly they're, Super they're the non-conference games against the bad opponents. Uh, I would guess those games end up on this TV channel as well. Obviously, you'd prefer every game to be on, you know, CBS Sports Network, FS1, or even better than that. That's the television partners. But this could be good, right? This could be exactly that, where, okay, we're not on CBS or FS1. Oh, cool, we're on this new channel that we're getting. Now, my one of my primary questions, am I going to be able to access this? Oh, gosh. Because the press release said that it'll be on channel 125 on Cox Cable. I don't have Cox. I have DirecTV.
2: Yep.
0: Is this a Cox Cable-only type of thing? Oh, God. Is this available on DirecTV? Because if it's not available on DirecTV, you're kind of cutting out, what is it, like 30 to 40% of the people in Las Vegas have DirecTV, something like that. You're cutting out a third to almost a half of your potential audience if with this channel if it's not on DirecTV. I know uh, one of our listeners, Michael Perkins, was tweeting about it yesterday. He actually called DirecTV about it, and they told him they were negotiating with the channel. So maybe it ends up here or maybe they've already negotiated. They don't like the the deal and it's not going to happen. But maybe it ends up on DirecTV. But for now, I don't believe if you have DirecTV, you're going to have access to this channel. My other main question, and this is where my pessimism comes in, is about production quality. Oh, yep. So if you remember, uh, Mike Ramal actually wrote a story about it last year in the Las Vegas Sun. But there were multiple UNLV basketball games that had significant issues in terms of the game actually being broadcast, right? The game cutting out, not existing, right? And it was because the games were on the Mountain West network and the way the Mountain West network works is each team, each school has to put on the broadcast by themselves. And then it's, it gets fed to the Mountain West network and that's how it ultimately gets broadcast. Each team puts a different, level of money and effort into their broadcasts, right? Some of them do it, uh, spend a lot and have a legitimate production. Some of them, it's just whatever they can get by on. So my legitimate question for this is production quality. Is this channel simply going to take the Mountain West Network feed exactly as it has been and broadcast it on a television channel? Because if that's the case... I don't want we're them. not getting a better product. It's just instead of it being on my laptop, it's on a TV channel, which, it's by the be- way... Makes it look worse. I can get my laptop onto my TV. So oh, it, wouldn't, okay. it wouldn't change anything. Just I go to a TV channel instead of hooking your laptop up to your television. So it, it, that's the pessimism in me, is that it's not going to change anything whatsoever with the production I, quality. My hope is that Fox 5 is actually going to do something to improve the broadcast quality, and the broadcast reliability. The qual- Listen, the re- the reliability is the main thing. Is it going to actually be broadcast? The quality is a, is a secondary thing that's still important, right? Can we get good camera angles? Can we get a quality camera, right? Is Fox 5 going to do anything to help that, or are we simply getting the poor Mountain West Network feeds on a television channel? Because that would be unfortunate. I am curious to see how this goes. Uh, I think I have genuine concerns that it's not actually going to be much of an improvement, but... There is the opportunity where this could be phenomenal, right? If there are upgrades, this could be excellent for UNLV fans. Because if you you get better improved quality and all of these games on an actual television channel, that is terrific for UNLV. That is phenomenal for this. And then uh, to add on top of that. Fox 5 has done the Reb Zone show where it's once a week I think it's on Sundays. It's yeah. once a week, it's a it's a show about UNLV athletics. It's generally about football and men's basketball. They'll do some more, but it's generally about those two sports. There's sort of an opportunity here for there to be a lot more than just the once a week Reb Zone show because one of my main complaints about Mountain West basketball as a whole, there's no highlights of games like if you if you did not see a UNLV Colorado State game to find out what happened there, there's there's not high there's not a highlight package right to compare it to the NBA after every NBA game, there's two different types of highlight packages. There is like the two minute and 30 second sports center style highlight package where it's like here were the key moments of the game. And then if you're on YouTube with the NBA games, you can watch a condensed version that's like nine to 11 minutes. That's every single shot that was made in the game. It's my favorite thing to so do. You can see every basket that was made in about 10 minutes. Can this channel do either one of those things? Can you get a highlight type show? Can you or get a condensed version show where you show maybe not all of them, but a good chunk of all of the baskets that are made or something like that? That could happen on this, right? And that would be great because, oh, I missed the UNLV game. What happened? Eh, I don't know. I can't show you, right? But if there's some highlight type of show on this, then, oh, I missed the game. Oh, sweet. There's a channel that's going to show me UNLV highlights all day. And that's where you go with it. So the, if the the potential for this is phenomenal for UNLV If it's my pessimistic side, it's just going to be exactly what we've been experiencing watching UNLV athletics for the last four or five years with no real change, except, oh, I click my TV remote instead of my fire stick remote or something like that to watch the games. So the pessimism in me says there's not much there. The optimism in me says this could be awesome and could be really good for UNLV. I'm curious to see how much them and Fox five are going to invest in this. Because that's what's going to determine if it makes it good or not, right? If they don't invest anything, it's it's not going to be anything good. If they actually invest quite a bit, it could be awesome for Unofi. All right, coming up next, Jr. Starkus joins the
1: show. Ready for the weekend? Let's find out what's on tap.
0: We can provide you with a wine tasting tour of Tuscany. We cannot change why you drink.
1: It's Thirsty Thursday with Jr. Starkus. Who needs a drink?
2: drink and we
0: drink and we drink Stark is joining us now if you missed the news about 30 minutes ago the Golden Knights announced that Robin Leonard will miss the entirety of the season due to a hip injury that is going to require surgery so no Robin Leonard this season uh, Logan Thompson at the moment would be the team's number one goaltender we'll see if they do anything to change that good morning JR. did you make a drink for Golden Knights fans <laughs>
1: Uh, I don't think I need to make a drink. It's probably just shot time. I would imagine. <laughs> if it's uh, you know, <laughs> it's so, August like 11th. For, the season's not yeah, even close for, to starting. I know. For you know, when you you know, I remember last year uh, listening to you guys and, and talking about like you know when you know kind of was Robin Leonard's team and we had traded away Flurry and you know the, the consensus was like, hey man, like he could be okay and they would still make the playoffs and how that went. Um, but, 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 uh, but now with, you know, all of this at the end of the, you know, I was hurt I got to get, I got to get fixed up. And now he's like, out I actually kind of wonder if the way that last season ended with, you know, the, the backup goalies in the game, if to a degree, some Knights fans wouldn't aren't like quasi rejoicing and thinking that this is good.
0: Well, it. Conceivably, and I'll have to double check this for tomorrow's show, but this should allow them to put him on long term IR and give them the salary cap relief that they need. Like that should be happening here, I believe. Now, the question is are they going to use that to go get another goalie or are they going to trust Logan Thompson to be the starter? Because My thing is that I I would trust Logan Thompson. I would try to go cheap at goaltender and trust Logan Thompson to be the number one guy because that's their path to being a true Stanley Cup contender is having a little bit more money to spend because Logan Thompson is a number one goalie making $800,000. I just don't know if McPhee and McCrimmon, whose jobs are probably on the line this year, are going to actually trust Logan Thompson to be the guy because they might get
1: fired if he's not. Though well, did they use the injury bug excuse last year? now they, they do it again? it again? I guess, <laughs> you know, uh, like, oh, man, they're probably already gone. They've probably already gone to the, uh, you know, to Foley and said, hey, man, this isn't good. Like, <laughs> we're going to be injury bug all year and uh, it's a problem, you know. But it, it, to your point, you know, if, did they trade? I wonder if they're thinking, like, damn it, we traded it away, <laughs> named your player. <laughs> and we didn't need to because now we, we, uh, we could have had, you know, while we have, um, you know, I'm not going to say a lesser goalie because, I mean, he's, he is the backup, but I think there's, from what I can see with my non-hockey eyes, there's plenty of potential there to be a long-term solution for the Knights. But, uh, you know, that, that'll that be decided. But I wonder if they said, damn it, we traded away so-and-so player and we could have kept him and been under cap because we only have an $800,000 uh, goalie in there. So it's uh, kind of a bad scenario for, for like, bad timing. For the uh, the front
0: office, honestly, that's a very good point. Like, if they had any idea that Leonard might miss the season, Max Pacioretty yeah. still on this team, I assume.
1: Right. So they, you know, they they they, they would definitely they take him. I mean, bungled
0: this, man. <laughs> yeah. This is uh, this has not gone well for the front office for uh, quite a while now. um <laughs> All right, Uh, you're making us a – wait, you got something, Jerry? Well,
2: I wanted to ask uh, J.R. Starkus, extreme mixologist, a uh, question that I read about. uh, uh, Yeah, I probably shouldn't put any stink on that because you are a master mixologist, but the extreme part always makes me – like, it always (laughs) makes me think you're jumping out of an airplane while trying, like, with a a shaker. Um, So I read this, like – Behind the behind the scenes bartending article, and this guy went, "Yeah, if you ever ask me like to like to make your drink again because it's not strong enough, I just put three drops of alcohol down the straw and give it back to you." Is that a real thing? Is that something? Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bartenders do that. Like, I mean, not in the you know, I, I would say t- generally that's not happening in like. um higher end establishment, that's probably happening more in your local bar type spot. Um, because, you know, when you, know, the misconception about bartending is that stronger is better. And, and that's not necessarily a thing like stronger, stronger is stronger. That's for sure. But it doesn't necessarily make a better cocktail. Now, if you're drinking, you know, your, your bourbon and Coke and you want four ounces of bourbon and a splash of Coke, then just ask for that. I you do know not. I mean? um, you know, but just, just ask for that. That's the problem. Like, the, the guests that come to your bar, they, they like to, try, they like to like trap you, you know, and try to play gotcha bartender, and that's probably one of the most annoying things to a bartender. But when they say, hey, can I get a bourbon and Coke, and they make you a bourbon and Coke, you are like, this isn't strong enough. They're like, well, then you should ask for a double. Like, I, so, and, and there's a proper way to kind of like, – you, know, you catch more bees with honey kind of situation. Um, so if you approach the bartender with that kind of uh, attitude – yeah, you're probably going to get a few drops in the straw, and uh, then you take a sip, you're like, oh, that's better, and it's just, yeah, you got to, you got to, you got to, just, you got an initial bit of it, that's all.
2: Okay, so how do I approach politely and go, this is too strong, could you please add more Coke?
1: <laughs> so, you know, then, then if you know that generally the bartender that you're going toward might be heavy-handed, um, you might ask for, uh, two, you could do it one of two ways. You could either ask for the drink tall, so you'll get more soda, right, because, People think that um, you know ordering a drink with less ice, for instance, gets you more alcohol, and it does not get you more alcohol. It just gets you less ice. (laughs) It gets you more soda. Um, So that is a misnomer. Like they think, oh, can I get a a whiskey and a whiskey and Coke but tall with little ice? And they think like, oh, he's going to have to go heavy now. No, Mm -hmm. you're just going to get little ice, and you're going to get a warm drink with more Coke in it. Uh, Hey, Um,
2: before I had fake teeth. The, the no ice was more of a personal like I would like to actually like not scream in pain. Yeah.
1: yeah, and that and that's fine too. So you could ask for you know the drink tall. You could ask for the drink with less ice. That way you know you are getting more you're getting more of the mixer. Or you could ask for you know the whiskey and coke, but just ask for the shot on the side so you can add it at your leisure. Ooh, I all right, like
0: that one. Pina colada. What are you making for us? Are we getting so lost
1: I in the rain? Me. Am I what?
2: Nothing. Go, Go go.
1: <laughs> uh, so I wanted to do kind of a variation of a, of a pina colada because you know it's been kind of humid out and because of this humidity it it reminds me of you know being in kind of a tropical destination whether that be Hawaii or Puerto Rico or you know Bahamas or wherever wherever one might go to get some humidity in, uh, in a tropical island and drink that kind of drink but um, you know while I love a pina colada the problem with a pina colada not only for bartenders a lot of the time um, but for the home bartender is that you know they just generally don't want to make the mess of the pulling out the blender and, and then cleaning the blender afterwards and stuff like that. So um, I, I wanted to do this drink with, uh, with tequila, uh, a little bit of fresh pineapple, some lime, and then I wanted to break out a new product called Happy Dad. Happy Dad is a hard seltzer brand. It's actually a hard seltzer brand that's formulated toward men. Um, it's got, like, electrolytes in it. If you've ever seen Happy Dad in the stores, it's, you know, there's, there's a lot of different brands of seltzers on the market now. Uh, one of the leading ones would be, like, a Truly um, or a Corona, uh, Seltzerita or something like that. These brands are, most, most of the time they're focused more towards women. And you can see that by the colors on the cans. Um, and, and that they're, you know, they have the, that kind of vivid appeal. If you've ever seen a can of Happy Dad, it's basically a white can with a, with a blue and white logos of Happy Dad and then a flavor. The flavor that I'm using today is pineapple. Oh. Um, and it, it, so it's, it's a, and it's very light in flavor. Um, not overly sweet, like I think it's like 90 or 95 calories, 99 calories per can. And it comes in a a 12-ounce can that your favorite beer might come in, and so it fits in your koozie nice and nice and tidy too. Um, But so what I wanted to do is I'll make this drink with six to eight chunks of pineapple that you're just going to – they're kind of cubed up into, you know, three-quarter, quarter-inch or uh, one-inch square cube, something like that. Just muddle that in the mixing tin, and you're extracting some of the juices you want a nice juicy pineapple because some of the sweetness from the pineapple will be used in this um, to help to balance the drink. So muddle that in, the, in a mixing tin. Add an ounce and a half of Roca Patron Silver. Now, you could use your favorite tequila. Um, I like a silver tequila for this, but I particularly like Roca Patron Silver. Roca is in reference to that they're using a rock or the tahona, which is a method of pressing the agave, which is more of a traditional way of pressing agave for tequila. Uh, but Roca Patron... Uh, it's a premium version of the Patron that you might be familiar with, and it's also at 90 proof. Most tequilas are at 80. This is at 90 proof. So this would come in more of what maybe some whiskeys or gins that you drink would come in. It would, would be that, uh, that, that proof. So you're going you're gonna to do that. You're going to add three-quarter ounces of fresh lime juice and one ounce of Coco Lopez cream of coconut. Okay, So the cream of coconut will be the part that most bartenders might use in a pina colada. And that will give us the kind of pineapple flavor. In a pina colada, however, typically lime juice wouldn't be used. So this is going to have more of a balanced kind of sweet and acidic taste to it, which I like. It's not overly sweet like a pina colada can be. This is going to have a little bit of balance to it. So muddled pineapple, ounce and a half of Roca Patron silver, three-quarter ounce of lime, one ounce of Coca Lopez cream of coconut. Shake all those ingredients together. And we do, um, this is going to be a shake and pour method or a shake and dump method. You're not going to, you're not going to strain off of this ice onto fresh ice because we want the muddled pineapple chunks in the drink. However, after we're done shaking, now we got to add our topper of the Happy Dad Pineapple Seltzer. So two to three ounces of Happy Dad Pineapple Seltzer, and then take all of those ingredients, dump it right into your, your glass, which i have used a goblet for it, but you could use something that holds, you know, like 12 to 14 ounces, something similar to a piña colada. Uh, garnish it any way you see fit. But some people just will um, assume that the muddled pineapple in the drink is the garnish, almost a la like a caipirinha, a uh, style drink. And there you have it. It's a refreshing, easy to make, easy to build version of a piña colada that um, is a little tweak on it that you could that you can drink this weekend with all the humidity in the air. It's it's absolutely wonderful. Um, I'll be honest. When I make these drinks to test them out before I do the show, um, I'll take a sip, verify that its its proportions are right, or that's how I wanted it, and you know, do my photography or whatever, and then and then I I generally throw out the rest because I do wow. it the early in the morning. Yep, yep, I do. Um, Man, I, I finish, Jared's I finish not happy. There's a there's a Jared's thirsty Jared. In... <laughs> Jared uh, is not happy. Yep. All right. Um, but I, fin- I finished this whole one. It was delicious. I got on the couch and I was like, yeah, this is, this is it, man. So it, uh, it's, it's definitely that style drink. I think you'll like it.
0: So it's a good morning for you. Yeah, huh? I mean, morning drinking yeah, is great. It's a good morning. All yeah, right. JR Starkus, Southern Glazers Wine and Spirits, and our extreme mixologist. JR, we appreciate it. Thank you so much.
1: Talk to you next week, fellas.
0: So there is JR Starkus. All right. We got tickets to give away to go see Rob Zombie. If you want to go see Rob Zombie, he's coming to Las Vegas this month. Mudvayne, Powerman 5000 as well. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. If you want to go see Rob Zombie at Michelob Ultra Arena this Saturday, we'll take caller number 9 at 702-364-1100. You'll win a pair of tickets to go see Rob Zombie.
1: Tavares rips one in a right center field. A base hit. That's going to score multiple... One run in Seager scores Garcia being sent home. It's a bases clearing double for Laoti Tavares and the Rangers lead eight to three.
2: You're locked in the press box.
0: Don't know what that was. We'll pretend like it didn't happen Um, earlier. We got into Robin Leonard. He is out for the season with a hip injury. He's going to have to have hip surgery that will knock him out for the entire year. Golden Knights announced that this morning. They did not give a full timeline, which, by the way, is a little weird. Say he's out for the year, no full timeline. Uh, I mean, it's also weird. They actually announced it during our show rather than uh, not the not the 10.01 news release. So appreciate that. Uh, I did have two NFL updates. Uh, James White, Patriots running back, retired from the NFL today. He is 30 years old. He only played in three games last year due to injury but James White has retired a uh, Patriots running back. So that leaves them uh, Damien Harrison, Ramondre Stevenson, I assume are going to be their top two running backs with no James White, who has been a great pass catcher out of the backfield for the Patriots for a long time. And then and we're moving Josh Jacobs to New England, to New England. They got to do the joint practice first and then, and then they'll trade him over there. Uh, he shows up and he's like, where's my locker? Yeah, it's over there. So the other interesting, uh, piece of news is that Tom Brady had an excused absence from the Buccaneers this morning. He's going to miss the first preseason game. He'll be out for at least a week for a personal reason. And that's all Todd Bowles, the Buccaneers head coach said this morning. So don't know exactly what that means. It actually doesn't sound good for Tom Brady's family, like personal reason. And you're going to miss a week or more. Doesn't actually sound like the best uh situation for Tom Brady or somebody close to Tom Brady, but Tom Brady will be out in preseason, but I'm assuming he'll be back in time for at least the regular season, if not before then. But uh no Tom Brady and James White has retired from the NFL. So there's just two hmm. pieces of NFL news. What did you
2: Oh, at? I was just looking up when Yom Kapoor was. So maybe maybe he was just, you know, he can't work because you're not allowed to work during Yam Kapoor. We've heard
0: of that before now. Maybe he converted in the off season when he was, when he was trying to become the co-owner of the dolphins and their head coach, he converted. Wouldn't be the worst thing to be a member of the tribe. When he didn't do that, he converted. That was his backup plan too. Hey, I'm not going to be able to do this.
2: I'm just trying to, Hey man, I'm just
0: trying to find Jewish athletes. So uh, yeah, there's your uh, little bit of NFL news. Um, But the big news of the morning, Robin Leonard out for the year. Uh, right now, Jared, it is nine fifty-five on Thursday, August 11th are the golden Knights going to the playoffs. Yes. If no ifs. All
2: right. Yes. I'm going with yes. What's your if, if they use any cap space that they just got available to go get someone who can score, not a goalie. You're fine at goalie. Go get someone who can score. The Golden Knights are going to miss the playoffs again. Probably. And they're going to what? They're probably going to fire the coach again.
0: And then the. Uh, I'm going to go with no. Okay. I mean, I guess it's possible, but. You fire Pete DeBoer at the end of last season when you didn't have to. Right. 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 And now you're going into this season with a brand new head coach, with a brand new contract who has, you, they didn't, it's not like maybe if they had hired a first year, first time head coach, right? And it was like, oh, we suck 35 games into the season. We're going to cut this out. But if they, if they're not in a postseason spot by Hanukkah, Hanukkah, yeah, our favorite timeline there, you can't, I mean, maybe you can, but I it's going to be hard for me to look at that and then honestly blame Bruce Cassidy. If because they hired one established, they fired one established coach already in Pete DeBoer. And even though they blame the season failures on injuries, right? So yeah. that happened. And now you're going to get into this season. You at the moment don't have a goalie. You traded away Max Patcher right? Your forward group is extremely top. They should top try to get heavy. him back. They should. What'd they give up? What'd they get back for him? Nothing. nothing? Let's see if Carolina will take nothing for him. And now if you struggle We've got again, these
2: future considerations,
0: just lying around. We wanted to see if you wanted to make a little swap. Could you actually fire Bruce Cassidy in December when all, when everything that's happened in the last four or five months has happened? I, yes, you could, you could, if you're McPhee and McCrimmon, but I would think if I was bill Foley, at what point did they need to take some responsibility? Right, if I was bill Foley and I just witnessed my front office blame injuries for why they missed the postseason, but yet fire the head coach anyways, and then hire a new guy who's got a track record, right? Who hasn't is established as a good NHL coach. And then if this team struggles again, I'm going to the front office and saying, what'd you do? Like we know DeBoer and Cassidy are, are good coaches. We know this is not their fault. What's wrong with your roster? And then-
2: How am I paying $80 million and not seeing anything on the ice? Right. So if
0: they're bad again, I guess it's illogical. Maybe they fire Cassidy and the front office keeps going. But I'd have to imagine if they're bad again, it's the front office that goes this time. It 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 has to to, be. Logically, it would have to be the front office. Which, by the way, would still be bad news for Bruce Cassidy at the end of the day. Because this front office hired him and you bring in a new front office. Are they going to keep Bruce Cassidy around forever? But ultimately i think you still have to point back to oh this is uh this is on the front office this can't be on the coaches still this is on the front office if they continue to struggle throughout this season